Opinions expressed in this episode are personal. They do not necessarily reflect the views of this streaming platform. Good day, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Let's Be Diverse. I am your host, Andrew Stout. This episode is dedicated to all my loved ones who have supported me through this journey. Every company has a reputation. It could include thoughts about your products, services, leaders, team members, history, and more. Your company's history and reputation can also go beyond to inspire a specific perception emotionally, instinctively, intellectually, and the people who see your ads, use your products, and eventually speak to others about you. That reputation is known as your brand, and it can also be powerful, mysterious, synergistic, and far more than just what we sell. My guest today is someone who not only has some great insights on the subject, she also finds a way to push everyone she meets to achieve their full potential. Her name is Lori Hybee. Now, Lori is a podcast host, speaker, educator, and founder of Keystone Click, a strategic digital marketing agency. Using her vast multi-industry knowledge gained from experience and education, she can see the potential of greatness within an already established good business. Through strategic actionable moves, she has worked with Fortune 500 companies such as ABB and Syngenta to micro-business owners to achieve their marketing goals. Lori carries her energy and drive into her profession and engagements to empower and educate other fellow lifelong learners. When she is not guiding clients or teaching HD executives how to reach professional excellence, she can be found playing hockey, brewing beer with her husband, Andy, or going on ridiculous long rides just because she can. She is one of the most innovative people I have ever met and been in contact with. Welcome to the show, Lori. It is an absolute honor to have you on today. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for having me, and um, I'm flattered that you think I'm one of the most innovative, ex- exciting people you've connected with, because I don't think I'm that exciting, but I love it. <laughs> you know what, Lori? I will admit it didn't take me long. We had maybe, what, three conversations on the phone and then a couple of text messages. And I think it took me after the first conversation that we had to become a Lori Hybe fan. So, oh, I'm I'm hurting you right now. You can't see it, but I'm doing the heart emoji with my hands <laughs> or whatever that's called. <laughs> I appreciate that. How are things been with you? Things are good. I'm excited that, you know, it's interesting moving into June and, and July and the summer months right now. I don't know when this episode's going live, but there's like a positive energy that I see when the weather starts to get nicer outside. I don't know if you see that where you are, but in Milwaukee... You know, we have a lot of cloudy, rainy days. And when the sun is out, it's a totally different vibe around around the neighborhood here. Well, for sure. With the warm weather, hits, absolutely. It's better. I'll take it over the cold weather any day of the week. That is for sure. I'm a summer guy. I love to get outside, enjoy a nice, cold, frosty beer by the pool or just sitting outside on the deck. And you could probably do it in the winter, but it would probably be a little cold to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So or before I begin my podcast, I always have a fun, thought-provoking question to get things going. Okay. Um, to have fun. Are you ready for yours today? I'm ready for your question. 
My question is, would you rather be an important character in the last movie you saw or an unimportant character in the last book you read? Oh, that is so interesting. I think I would rather be an important character in the last movie I saw, but I'm also struggling to remember the last movie I saw, <laughs> which isn't helping that situation. <laughs> but I but I feel like um, maybe that's my personality as a like type A. I always say I'm A plus personality, you know, like extrovert, introvert type of thing. Um, I like to make an impact and want to be memorable. So, yeah, I want to be an important character. <laughs> I think <laughs> <for sure. laughs> yeah. not everyone but uh, yeah i guess that's where i want to be <laughs> well laurie thank you so much for having fun with me i just love to do these questions with my guests i keep telling people it's probably more fun for me than it is for the guests because when i'm writing them i get so excited because i'm just excited to see what kind of answers i'm gonna get and I know I always get a laugh or a, oh my gosh, what a good question. So it's just sure. fun yeah. for me to get the reactions. So I just love it. Well, thank you for that. So that why don't we, it made me laugh. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. That was that was the whole point of it. Yeah, yeah. So why don't we get the show on the road here? Why don't you tell us what is employer branding and why should we care about it? Well, Andrew, that's a great question. So employer branding is something that I feel like a lot of companies are not really paying a lot of attention to. However, it's extremely important because employer branding is how you position and market your company to your desired talent. More and more companies are actually coming to us for their marketing support, not just to help them grow their business, but to help them grow their team. And I, I have some interesting data points for you, actually. A recent study shared that 84% of job seekers say the reputation of a company as an employer is an important part of their decision-making process. So we've all seen, like, there's a lot of websites that you can see how companies are rated from an employer standpoint, but you can actually see what, like, on Google reviews and Facebook reviews. So the the reputation that you have as a company is just as important. And here's another fascinating data point. 64% of com consumers have stopped purchasing from a brand after hearing news that the company's uh, uh hearing news of a, about a company's poor employee treatment. And so um it's extremely important from an employer standpoint to make sure you're really uh, loud and proud about the positive culture and environment that you've created for your team members that you have working with you. Lori, I love that you mentioned that because I talk to a lot of people in the industry and out of the industry talking about leadership or human resources. And what people are seeing now is that shift where when you're interviewing a candidate, the candidates are asking the company or the manager, whoever's giving the interview, about the company. What's your values? What's your missions? What's your visions? How are you on employee well-being? How are you about extra work? Are you a family-orientated company? So these are questions that people are asking companies before they even get an offer. It's you have the management right there. Yeah, absolutely. These are definitely questions that are being asked. And it's important that you're not only being, you have to obviously answer these questions, but you should be public and confident and proud of how you're answering these questions. This is great content for 
your website, for your social media, is to say that you are, um, you know, you have you have the same values that your talent does. And and that's no different than um, when you're trying to attract new clients, when you're trying to attract new talent, you want people that are aligned and resonating with your vision, mission, and and values as an organization. And that's why it's so important to get really clear on those. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I totally agree with everything that he said there. It's important to not only talk about it, but I would imagine companies are approaching you now because they want to not have to maybe use the word. We're a company that believes in empathy or authenticity, but you should be able to look at a website and go, oh my God, this company is, they believe in empathy, they're authentic, they're genuine, they're compassionate. You should be able to read that in there for sure. Oh, 100%. I mean, it's your messaging and more importantly, then what you are saying about your company is what your employees and your past employees and team members are saying about the organization. So you want them to be advocates and ambassadors for your brand and say, yes, I really do enjoy working here. It's a great culture. They're very empathetic. I mean, that, that that's more important and it's going to be a huge recruitment tool to have your team members saying and cheerleading for the experience that they have working for your organization. Right. And I'll just add to, I've even had some candidates tell me that they asked the interviewee or the manager if they could speak to somebody in that department so that they could get a feeling from that person who's working in the department currently, what's the vibe like, what's the atmosphere like. And some companies have been okay with it. And some companies have been like, oh, well, no, we can't have you do that. So are they hiding something or are they afraid of what the employee is going to say? But if you are a company that believes in values and authenticity and empowerment, then you should never be afraid of having an employee talk on your behalf for sure. Well, and the reality is employees can do whatever they want on their own social channels and then their personal lives. We can't control that legally. <laughs> And and really, the I mean, ethically and on all of the above. I mean, let's let's do good for our our. I always call them my team. I don't like it. Staff and employees is a weird weird word for me, but uh, um, I'm always an advocate for my team, and I want to set them up for success, and I want to make sure that they are going to speak positively about the experience that they've had, you know, with with um within the organization. So I think that's extremely important to. To make sure that you are ultimately setting, creating an environment that someone is proud to be working in so that they want to speak proudly about that and share that good experience that they're having. Lori, what are the biggest mistakes you see companies making when it comes to employee branding? <laughs> That's an easy one. First off, they're not even paying attention to it. I would say the website is one of the biggest areas of opportunity that a lot of companies have to really increase their employer branding um, section. So typically the career section is just like a list of job openings, but this should include information related to culture, mission, vision, values, all these things that we've talked about. It can include information like their career path, their educational opportunities, their growth opportunities, the benefits, what makes you different and a better place to work at than other companies that are out there. This is an area that you can include some of those in- employee testimonials that we are talking about. Someone actually that's working within the organization saying, yes, this is a great organization to work work at. Um, another opportunity is to actually have some of that leadership or the CEO of the organization have a video on the website saying, 
hey, these are our values within the organization or a welcome message encouraging someone to be a part of the team. Um, Something that I think is often overlooked actually is the online application process and really getting clear on what that applicant can expect throughout the duration of applying for working within that. Because, you know, we've always heard that um, that old saying, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. But the reality is that's oftentimes what happens, but it's happening more so like with the website experience. And if you have very clear communication and people can understand what they can expect for that onboarding process or that application or hiring process, it's going to make it's going to make that so much more warming of an experience as opposed to this mysterious, like unknown experience. The other side of that, if we look outside of the website, is looking at social media. So your culture can really be seen online. No different than how you position yourself from like a sales and marketing standpoint to attract new clients or new customers. You want to identify, you know, who is that target new team member or applicant and where are they hanging out line and how do I position myself or our organization um, within that space where that ideal customer or not ideal customer, but ideal new applicant is positioned. Um, another way to lean into social media is identifying brand ambassadors. So I know I said that earlier, and those are individuals, team members, employees, whomever on your team who who really loves the organization and is proud and confident to speak about it and help bolster your message within those social media um, platforms. And you can do that by providing some social media messaging for them and helping them share the experiences and encouraging them to say something positive about, about working within that organization. So ultimately, there's a lot of things that can be done that I don't necessarily see being done um, within a lot of companies to help uh, increase and improve that overall employer branding. I love when you say brand ambassadors and what really caught my attention is growth because I think that's something a lot of people see today is that they're in a company and they just feel like there's nowhere for them to move. So does it keep people around or keep them engaged because they're feeling like, okay, well, I want to move up in a company, but if there's no room to progress or move, then that will discourage people to, to stick around for sure. Yeah. So just being clear and transparent on the kind of career path and growth opportunities is going to make you an attracting, attractive organization for sure. And I'm sure as an owner with your company, when you have somebody coming on that's new, a lot of people want to know what their expectations are from their boss or from the owner. So giving clear expectations to the new employee to let them know right from the get-go, this is what we expect from you. So then six months down the road, there's no surprises. Like, oh, they didn't tell me that or you didn't explain that to me before. And so there's no confusion. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, clarity is going to make it so much easier um, to to great awareness for the rest of the team today and how they're able to advance in the future without a doubt. So would you see that employer branding is part of HR and marketing? Really, I think it's a combination of both. I think that HR and marketing really should be working together 
to have a cohesive, unified strategy, ultimately to achieve that bigger picture goal. Because HR has very specific goals and marketing has specific goals. Both of them are uh, trying to create awareness that there's opportunity. And the opportunity could be there. there's new positions available within this organization. There's growth opportunity within the organization. So um, yeah, I think it's a, a collaborative uh, task between both HR and marketing. When I think of marketing and HR, I feel like it's when a company is having a job fair, when the marketing department is in charge of fixing the posters and getting everything organized and getting the website set and explaining exactly what the company is looking for to draw the talent that they're looking for. So I think I would imagine that communication is a, is a key component there for sure. Oh, 100%. They have to be on the same page. And it's all about communication. It's Again, it's creating awareness that the opportunity exists. What is negative employee branding? Well, negative employer branding is, it's just that. It's the negative information about a company from, let's say, like a past employee or even a present employee, unfortunately. So what's important as an employer is to continue to evaluate the current reputation of your company um, from an employee standpoint, but also from a customer perspective. As I mentioned, not to, I mean, just as we opened, I gave some data points. Um, 64% of consumers have stopped purchasing from a brand after hearing news at a company's, about a company's poor employee, um, like experience or treatment. So it's extremely important to make sure that if there is some sort of negative information about like a past employee had a bad experience or they, from their perspective, had a past experience, um, as an employer, it's really important to make sure that you're um, acknowledging that and resolving it to have the best positive experiences possible on online. Mm -hmm. And you were saying earlier, too, when you're talking about sites like Indeed and or you know those sites where you can go on and check reviews on the companies. Well, it's, it's all written there. There's going to be some employees that are not going to be happy with their experience, and they're going to bash the company. And there's some people that are going to, you know, be very, very friendly. It's almost like it's like the same thing about restaurants too. You get restaurant reviews. Some people are happy with their experience at restaurants. Some are not, and they're going to voice it. So. Yeah, unfortunately, people will go out of their way to write a negative experience, but you really have to work hard to get a positive experience. So it is important as an employer, if you have a if you have an employee that's leaving and then you're leaving on good terms and, you know, they're just advancing to something greater in their career. Don't be afraid to ask them to write a positive review, uh, sharing their positive experience to the world. Lori, what are the next steps to take when you're talking about improving employer brand? In all honesty, when I look at this process, it's really no different than what we instill when it comes to creating any sort of marketing strategy. And I believe that this is the same approach to take when it comes to like brand awareness and lead generation initiatives. First and foremost, you have to get really clear on what your goal is. Are you increasing the number of high quality candidates? You want to increase the traffic to the career section of your site? Do you want to increase engage engagement on your um, employee-related social media posts? Um, do you want to reduce the time and cost per hire? Um, it's really clear to get get clear on your goals. That's number one. Number two is get clear and understand who that target customer is. So when I say that, I'm thinking, what is your target candidate or that 
or that ideal new hire that you want and building out a candidate persona. And and you want to ask questions like, okay, first and foremost, what generation do they belong to? When you understand that, where are they spending their time on social media? What is important to this individual? Is it growth opportunities? Is it time off? Is it happy hours? You know, the better that you can build out and understand this person, this persona of this ideal candidate, the better that you can create messaging and craft it and position it in the location and the digital ecosystem that's going to connect and resonate with them in the digital space. And then um, ultimately evaluating your current state. So look at your website and your social media. As we talked about, are there any places online where past or present employees could have shared information about their experience or working with you? And um, look at it in the lens of someone that's looking for a new job. Are you ex- are they excited about this opportunity or are they not super thrilled about that experience? Um, look at your interview process. Is it seamless? Are there holes in the process? Uh, make sure it's a smooth onboarding experience. I would say all of those steps are extremely important and improving the employer branding experience. For sure. I totally agree with all of that. For sure. 150%. If I was to ask you, Lori, if you were to give me one word to describe yourself, what word would that be? Oh, that's a big one. (laughs) Optimistic. Optimistic. I do like that for sure. I definitely think that you were optimistic. I would call you an innovator as well from our conversations that I've had with you. You're (laughs) very innovative and you come up with great ideas and you're very clear when you explain your ideas. Some people, when they have ideas, they're very forceful with their ideas, but you have a clear, compassionate, concise way of delivering it. So I really, I really enjoy that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Very, very welcome. Any final thoughts today? Oh my goodness. You know, you know, we're, we're talking heavy about employer branding and I would just say if you really want to attract strong talent Take a look at your website and your social media presence because that's where the audience, your new, your new audience, your new talent is definitely looking online. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you 100% there. If you want to show up well, if you want to be seen, heard, valued, understood, that's a great place to, to start for sure. Well, on behalf of myself and my guest today, Lori, I would like to thank you all for taking the time to join us today. And remember, if we all work together, we can accomplish anything. You have been listening to Let's Be Diverse with Andrew Stout. To stay up to date with future content, hit subscribe. 